Kramer and Jess radio experience. Happy to have you here. Uh, 6 o'clock club will check in first. 410-583-1065. We call this a 6 o'clock club. This is anybody in Maryland that's awake first thing in the morning and like it's kind of weird, right? It's like it's, it's like surprisingly dark. Is it not? For like, I, I think it's just the air quality. Oh, we did more wildfire stuff coming yeah, through? Yeah, oh, Code orange, people. I'll be be aware. Mm-hmm. That old thing. Well, uh, that explains that. We just want you to check in with us, and we will shout you out for being here. 410-583-1065. Who's up, Jess? Veronica, good morning. Lee is here. Our Kendrick Care ladies, Karen and Amber. Good morning to Jess R. from Westminster. We have John the Annapolis locator up with us. Uh, Clever Kevin is checking in. Linda from Woodbine is here. Sexy Dan from the Eastern Shore. Good morning to Kathy in Parkville. Beautiful Beverly. Melissa P. from Glen Burnie. Our neighbor, Mr. W. from Reisterstown is up with us. Good morning to Terry. Uh, Carol of Princess Anne. Tristan from Pasadena. Anthony from Catonsville. Randy from Arbutus is here. Terrence and Jake from Westminster. Happy Tuesday. Have you had any water yet today? Oh, yeah. I realized yesterday that I've got to make some changes in my life. I went the whole morning show, and I mean the whole morning period, without drinking water, without having one sip of water. It's so it's, I mean it's so bad, but it's so easy to do that. I was thinking too. That's why I started thinking about it after the show. I'm like, do most of us? And this sounds kind of boring, but go with me here. Like, no, I feel like this is a very relatable thing. <laughs> like, like for real. Do you find yourself after like hours upon hours upon hours being like, oh my god, I've not had a sip because I come in in the morning. Yeah. I get a cup of decaf coffee. Sit here. It's part of your routine. And I'm like, so okay. The first thing you drink is co- you're drinking first thing, coffee right away. First thing in. Yo, yeah. I honestly don't think I had a sip of water until lunch. And like, I feel like right now I feel awful. I feel so overly dehydrated. And it and messes my, you up for the rest of the day. And I dude, feel like people who wake up as early as us, everyone in the six o'clock club, like if it's not something that you're making it a point to do, you can go hours without drinking water. Are you, so bad. Because you used to bring that giant jug in here. Yeah. Jess used to have literally like this. Uh, it, was, it was like, it was massive. A it was, gallon of it water. It was ugly. <laughs> and I realized I wasn't drinking out of it because it wasn't cute enough. And I know this sounds crazy. But I drink more water out of my Starbucks, like so that has water cup. in it. This has water. Okay. So for me, I realize I need a straw, and my cup needs to be cute. Is that true? I swear to you. Wow. And I've noticed. And then also, Garage Boy and I, first thing before we leave the house, we drink a cup of water that has salt and lemon in it yeah. first. And then I wait an hour and a half to actually start drinking coffee and caffeine. That is such a good adult. I feel like it's the kind of stuff our parents told us about, you know, like that we should have been able to digest. And like, for hey. someone who's like, why is she drinking salt water? Look it up. It's actually really good for you and helps you wake up. So please look into that six o'clock club. It could possibly help you. I swear. I'm not just drink. I'm not like trying to be That's a little good. mermaid here yeah. and drink salt water. It actually is beneficial to your health. But just like look it up. I got to go get some water before we start this show. I'm already feeling. Yeah. Now. Now. These are the top three trending stories in the city. The Baltimore top three <laughs> with Jess. Summer Restaurant Week and Craft Beverages is back in Howard County now. Through July 30th, more than 30 restaurants will offer special prefixed menus, combos, deals, and family-style options. And along with the dining festivities, four lucky customers actually have a chance to win a $100 gift card from different participating restaurants. So you can see that full list at visithowardcounty.com. Number two. Earlier this year, a woman sold an original iPhone from 2007 that was still factory sealed for $63 
$250,000 at auction. And now, someone has sold a rare first-generation iPhone for over $190,000. This is the initial 4-gig model, which was actually discontinu- discontinued just after two months when it was then replaced by the 8-gig model. Both phones were still factory-sealed, and the original price for that 4-gig was $499 in 2007. Isn't that crazy how things become so... Like, disgusting to us. You know what I mean? Like, it, when the iPhone 3 came out. Or, like, trading in your phone. It you know was what so I mean? You were like, oh, this old iPhone 1. You who like wants this anymore? For it. Right? It just yeah. was trash, right? But isn't it weird how you hold on to something long enough? Factory sealed, though. For some reason, mm-hmm. it becomes cool again. And I'm not sure what that reason is. Like, what would you want with an iPhone 1? I think it's different with Apple just because Apple has basically taken over the planet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So Just that's not a like a first item. generation Zune. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I get it. Number one. ABC has announced its first ever Golden Bachelor. Jerry Turner is 71 years old from Indiana, and the format will be the exact same as the other shows in the franchise. And we'll see Turner choose from a group of women 65 and older. Jerry is a retired restaurant owner who was married for 43 years to his high school sweetheart, Tony, who suddenly passed away in 2017. He has two daughters and two granddaughters. The tagline for the show is, it's never too late to fall in love again. And actually, the show has been in the works at ABC since 2020. The Golden Bachelor doesn't have a premiere date yet, but it will air at 10 p.m. once it's announced. Did you watch the reveal of him? No. It made it super, like, hokey, which was fine. Mm -hmm. I'm glad they're not taking it too seriously. You know, it wasn't like... It's supposed to be sweet. I mean, it's The Bachelor. But it wasn't like... It wasn't sentimental. It was very much like, he puts his thirst traps in his photo album. He was very, like... Kitschy, I guess, you know. But I like the fact that I was picturing them choosing someone that was going to be some playboy, 70-year-old millionaire or something. You know, I like he just seems like a down-to-earth guy. Yeah. He doesn't see... I can imagine a guy, like, pulling up like a Ferrari with, like, hair plugs and, like, you know, like a really expensive suit on. This guy just seems... I mean, from just the little bit I've seen of him knowing his life, he doesn't seem like... A grown-up version of the 20-year-old Bachelor, you know, which is kind of nice. So So we'll see. This is Jess, and that's your top third. And I'm pretty sure I'm getting ghosted by my wedding coordinator. Oh, my God. She's 11 years old and really savvy. Jess gets advice with dear Abby. Mix 106.5. Yeah, getting ghosted, like, not in, like, a dating world, but, like, in the wedding world is, like, way more traumatic. Worse. Because... You're supposed to want me to be happy. Well, let's let's get into this week's edition of Dear Abby. Get some advice from a child and see if this actually is happening or not. If you've never been here on Tuesdays, we do this segment called Dear Abby, which is just that. I mean, who is Abby? Yeah. Don't know. Abby is my 11-year-old niece. She lives in California, and I'm super close to my family, so I just talk to her about different things that are going on in my life. And currently, I am pretty sure that I'm getting ghosted by my by my wedding coordinator. Can I ask you for some advice? Mm-hmm. How long do you think you need to wait to send up a follow-up email to where it's appropriate and you don't come across annoying? So I have a new wedding coordinator. Um, she is going to help us put our wedding together because our previous wedding coordinator got a new job. So she's gone, right? Well, I sent her an email about scheduling an appointment and she has not responded to me. And it's been eight days. Can eight? Eight, eight? eight days. Eight? So... One, when can I say something? And two, what do I say in that email? I'd say, like, in a situation like this, write the email you already sent her. Mm-hmm. 
but as like, hey, just like a reminder, blah, 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 because it's been eight days. If you were to do that like a day after, that would be annoying. But it's your wedding and it's been eight days. I'm sure that's reasonable. So I do acknowledge the fact that it's been eight days in the email? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's ask Maya what she thinks. Like, I heard Abby, so I'm agreeing with her. Like, do it as soon as possible, but not too soon. What should I put in my email to her? You could just say, hi, I've been waiting for you to answer me. So could you please email me back? Should I be mad? No. Always be happy and you will have a good life. <laughs> okay. Thanks, guys. Love you. Love you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> she said no. <sighs> I know, but I'm mad, though. What's the deal with this? It's uh, So our venue comes with like a day of wedding coordinator and they're supposed to be our like point of contact and like s- scheduling these Zooms where in my case, I'm my Zooms are like from across the country. I'm trying right. to do this from all the way over here. So really quick, if you, if you don't know, Jess is getting, mar- I'm getting, getting married. married. Yeah, I'm getting married next May in California and already doing this not in the state that I'm getting married in Tough. is very, very stressful. So to have the person that I'm supposed to like trust and be able to speak to not respond to me is stressing me out and i don't know what's going on i mean i would say in in my opinion in this wedding planning process i would give somebody four days four business days to get four business days to respond to me yeah i would think so because it's not just your wedding she's coordinating right she got a lot of weddings coordinate no 100 percent. but not even just like hey i see you i don't have time to get to this but like all you just like an acknowledgement receipt almost but eight days i mean eight days to me screams i don't know does she even work there anymore days i'm saying eight business days so what do you what do you think you after getting your niece's advice what do you want to do um, I want to send a follow-up basically yes. being like, hey, <laughs> yes. hey, how you doing? Please don't ignore me. And then if not, then I guess I would just have to call the venue itself. This is way stressful. Yeah. Super stressful, man. Is it normal to feel like your wedding ring is going to get sucked into the toilet on an airplane? <laughs> You know, you have to know it's not. You have to know it's completely I think it's, irrational I think it's, fear, right? I think it's way more normal than you actually think. <laughs> Explain the situation. If you missed the show yesterday, we started talking about this, and now I think we should settle this once and for all. Who are we talking to about this? Because it came up very randomly. I don't remember. I thought it was in the, in the top three. You just mentioned the story, and all of a sudden, Jess is um, like, I'm also... Okay, so Ari- Ari- Ariana Grande not wearing her wedding ring. People were like, is she getting a divorce? And I was like, no, she's not. And newsflash, she is. Just announced yesterday. <laughs> My bad, guys. Um, but I... I shared that I have not taken my wedding ring on a plane or and also avoid traveling with it just in general because I feel like if I go to the bathroom on the airplane, the ring is somehow going to fall off of my finger and get sucked into the toilet and there is going to be no way that I will be able to get my wedding ring on an airplane. Dude. Jess literally wear her engagement ring everywhere except for on a plane, and I, that's her rationale. I feel like it's I'm gonna lose it on there because honestly, like if it get, if it drops into the toilet on the airplane, there's no way to get it back. Has your ring ever fallen off ever? So, yes. When? Yeah, like when? Wa- like washing my hands in in the bathroom, almost like uh, oh oh my gosh, I almost died the other day. So if in our bathroom seat at the, uh, at the radio station, luckily there's like a little block where the drain is. Yeah. If that drain. 
if that little block thing was not in the drain, I would have lost my ring and it would have gone okay. down the drain because so, it slipped off my finger after I was washing my hands. So what you're telling my me. theory is correct. I'm going to be in that small, tiny little claustrophobic, ba- claustrophobic bathroom, wash my hands, turn around. The seat's going to be open. My ring's going to fly off of my <laughs> finger and get sucked into the toilet on Southwest. So much drama. Listen, we laugh because I think every one of us knows that you have some type of irrational fear. Things that you almost know are not going to happen. Like, for example, most likely there's a really, really, really good chance that, like, Jess is not going to walk into an airplane bathroom and all of a sudden the the suction from the toilet is going to pull off her ring off her finger and go down the toilet. But it's an irrational fear. And no matter who you are, I feel like you've probably got one of these. Don't logically make sense. But it's still like a fear of yours. I found myself doing mine over the weekend, y'all. I know, I'm 40 years old. I'm an educated man. I understand that grates over on like a road are not going to fall in if you walk on them, right? Like like rain ditches, you know, or drains, if you will. Okay. The metal ones. I if you walk on top of those, mm. I completely understand you're not going to fall in them, right? Mm. They're made for you to be able to drive cars on them, to walk on them. Yeah. I will. I will literally. Take the time to walk around yeah. a grate on the road because I do not want to fall in that thing. Yeah. It's so stupid. If you've got one, come on the share ours this morning. Your irrational fears, 410-583-1065. Hey, Amy from Annapolis, good morning. Hi, good morning. What is what is your irrational fear? I am terrified of birds. Birds? Really? Yeah. What why are you scared or why are you scared of birds? Well, they're in the sky, and they're in the trees, and you can't always see them, and I'm just afraid that, like, at some point, they're going to attack from above, and I can't do anything about it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. So wait, so they really do dive down it's randomly true. whenever okay, they feel so like. So you're saying there's there, birds are everywhere, and we don't know what their next move is going to be, and considering they're, like, right above us, could at any point you feel like you could be walking around Annapolis, and all of a sudden, they're just going to, like, swoop down and, and harm you? Exactly. Yeah. It's I mean, uh and you uh you do we ever attack by a bird or this is just something that you I, I haven't really, like personally been attacked by a bird, but I, I just feel like there's something in their eyes that that they they're not telling me. Freak you know? You okay, okay. Yeah. Hey, hey it's listen. okay. It's okay. It's, it's an irrational fear, just like losing your your wedding ring we in, all a, have in an airplane toilet, so it's fine. Yeah. Uh thank you for calling us. Appreciate it. Great, thanks for having me on. Text in the 443. My husband lost his wedding ring on, on the water at Martha's Vineyard near the Jaws Bridge. We were devastated. Don't, Don't wear, the, wear ring the ring on the, on the plane, plane, Jess. See, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I will. Y'all. typing now. I'm typing back to you right now. I will not. Thank you for your support. Do not tell Jess that's irrational. I think her, her ring's going to fly off in the bathroom. Her. Of the because of the the toilet suction and then it's gonna like go yeah, down forever. No, it doesn't make it, sense. But it's so aggressive. The suction is so aggressive on trains and planes. A text from the four four three. Throwing up is my irrational fear. If I'm throwing up, I'm most certainly dying. Oh, that's scary. Yeah, that one is scary. Stacy from Olney. So, what is this irrational fear you have? I'm afraid to sleep without being covered by a sheet. <gasps> Why? I think it goes back to when I was a little kid and afraid of being eaten by monsters. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Do I feel that way too? I never sleep without a blanket. Listen, y'all quit putting fears in Jess's head, okay? Wait, okay. I don't. Like, I, I, like you're going to get taken or something? Yes, exactly. So, oh, it, my. But I just can't do it. So that piece of cotton will, will protect you from uh, from the monsters. Exactly. That's right. feels, well, no, It feels like a shield. It really does. Okay. I mean, I again, if it's long-term 
trauma from childhood. <laughs> like, okay, I, maybe we can understand where it comes from, uh, but but probably you know as an adult the, the monster is probably not going to get you, right? Yeah, I, I kind of know that logic. Okay, but still, but still, you're not taking the chances. That's for sure. <laughs> Baltimore Top 3 with Jess. Number 3. Baltimore City Summer Restaurant Week is back this Friday. Throughout the week, over 70 restaurants will be offering 10 days of deals on brunch, lunch, and dinner. And participating restaurants will have prefixed menus priced from $35 to $55 for dinner and lunch and brunch starting at $15. Some of the restaurants will also have live music and free valet. So you can get all that info at BaltimoreRestaurantWeek.com. It kicks off July 21st and runs through July 30th. My favorite thing, these kind of weeks when the restaurants do like all these special deals for restaurants, you probably, I don't know, you can't afford to go to. But, but, some, but no, it's a perfect opportunity if they're kind of pricey. This it, is when you can go check them out. True, seriously. And like, if you've got a birthday or somebody you're celebrating or an anniversary. Your mom's coming. This My mom's be, coming. That's what I'm saying. It, 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 it's a great gift, too. Number two. United Airlines has reached a labor agreement with unionized pilots. Earlier this year, the union rejected an offer made by United and threatened to strike unless pilots received higher wages. The airline has officially announced pilots will get a significant 40% pay raise, retirement benefits, and job security in the new four-year contract. Experts believe the U.S. is short about 10,000 pilots with a shortage expected to last for the next few years. 40% is Mm. significant. Like, imagine if all of a sudden you walked into work and said, here's 40% more money. Yeah. And, of course, I don't really know how much they were making and how much they deserve to make, whatever. But, like, with all this stuff going on with the airlines and with the writer strike and the actor strike, do we feel like we all just need to, like, go on strike? And I mean that seriously. Like, think how many things that I'm sure, no matter what industry you're in, I'm sure there's something about your industry where you're like, man, like, this is unfair. We're not getting paid enough or whatever. Like, we're seeing some real results. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, imagine if every radio person in the country decided we're going to, like, go on strike. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, That'd be a big deal. With these types of situations, though, it's difficult because it's easy. It's sometimes maybe easier for someone if they are in a position to not work for a while to say that versus someone true. who's not and who has it's family true. and who has kids. Yeah. So it's not fair to try to put pressure on people who genuinely are not in that position. It doesn't mean that they don't care, but some people can't. It's cool to see out in California what they're doing is that there's a lot of organizations that are actually funding Good. these people that are striking yeah. while they're not working because they do believe in the mission so much. Much because right. you're right. I mean, sometimes you just can't say, Well, I just won't work for a couple of weeks, see how that goes. Right. Yep. Number one Ariana Grande and her husband Don Gomez have separated after two years of marriage. Fans were speculating after seeing Ariana without her wedding ring over the weekend. We were just talking about this yesterday morning, and it looks like the rumors were true. TMZ broke the news with sources close to the couple saying that they've actually been separated since January oh. and they are likely heading towards divorce. So trouble kind of started even before. Before Grande moved to London to film Wicked. And they have been trying to work on things. Grande, who's 30, and Gomez, who's 27, reportedly are remaining friends and still speak on the phone regularly. Sources say, quote, they've been quietly and lovingly working on their friendship. They married in May of 2021 after a nearly a year of dating. And when I was looking more into this, a lot of people were saying they had a hard time adjusting to the relationship after the pandemic because that's when the majority of their relationship took place. Dude, we saw a lot of this. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just them, obviously. I mean, right. you, you probably, I mean, you probably went through some relationship struggles yourself during mm-hmm. the whole time period. I think it would be a weird... Oh. 
adjustment for sure. With if schedules. You met into that, and yeah, in that, that immediately, scenario. Immediately she gets wicked and then has to move to London, you know? Yeah. And that's not like what you're used to. Because mm-hmm. like, what's his deal? Is he... He's a real estate agent. Oh, so he's not like an actor or anything. He's just mm-hmm. a normal, I don't a normal guy. He's not a celebrity. Just living his normal life trying to sell houses out here. And Correct. so like, all of a sudden... Like she's home, she's home all the time. And she's like, okay, bye. I'm going to be she, famous She again. was quote unquote normal for that time. And then it was kind of like his first introduction to having to be associated with a celebrity in that sense. Yeah. Uh, they kept their relationship pretty private. Um, well, but- especially if she's been separated since January. We're just now hearing about this. I mean, they did a pretty good job of like yeah. keeping that on the hush hush too. You know, people always say, why can't celebrities just date normal people and I think this is a good example of why it's so hard it's for them hard. because it's not it's not a normal thing to have your relationship being able to be picked apart by strangers everywhere like imagine like hopping right into that it's yeah. tough yeah this is Jess and that was your top three uh, how long do you think you can go and still cry over losing a pet I because I don't <laughs> I'm not typically a crier like that's not that's Jess's MO Jess just cries a lot, right? I'm like a big cry. I cry maybe, I don't know, two, three times a year total, period, mm-hmm. ever, right? So I'm sitting in therapy on Saturday and we bring up Kiki, which is my dog that passed away back in February. And honestly, on the day to day now, I'm so used to her not being here that mm-hmm. like it doesn't really strike me as like abnormal anymore, you know? Like I'm just kind of used to not having her as a pet. And so we bring up Kiki and she's like, oh, well, tell me, tell me about Kiki. And like, you know, that feeling you, you get crying, <laughs> your throat yeah, and you're like, Ugh. and I'm like, wait, am I about to like have a breakdown over Kiki again? Yeah. Now, again, it was February when she passed away. I've owned pets my whole life. I mean, ever since I was a kid, I mean, I, Susie was my very first dog when she was a, a Shih Tzu. I was probably five. Like, I can still remember every pet I've had. I think it's difficult, though. I feel like unless you've lost a family member close to you, which I don't think you have yet. Uh, I mean, I've lost like, my like, grandma. Like, like, super, super close. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Well, I feel like, but I feel like Kiki is like your first experience with loss that has, that was like a day-to-day thing for you, though. But like, still. I mean, I feel like that was your mo. That's your first traumatic experience with grief. I mean, I don't. I don't think you should downgrade it just because it's a pet. Because she, she was your family. I would say day to day, yes, she was. But like, y'all, like I've, I, I've never known anybody, honestly. And like, I think about like all my friends that have lost pets. Typically, I give myself about a month of like being sad, right? Mm-hmm. And then like, there's like the six-month period of, oh, you know, oh, that reminds me of her, or that reminds me, you know, it kind of that still top of mind. But, but it's I, different I, if you're talking about her to someone. But I've just never, I would not expect myself to be now four, four or five months removed, and I'm st- I can still break down into tears. And I'm not talking about like a tear rolled down my face. No, but think about I'm the like, space that like you were in crying. though. I know that you wouldn't start a month. You wouldn't have a breakdown in the hall here. Like, but you know what I? I'm saying? <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but I mean like when you're, you are in therapy, like you were in a space to break down what you're going through. So I don't think it should be that bizarre or weird to you that this is someone that you have now, every time you talk to this person, you feel safe. And you're ready to open up. I guess. So I don't think that it's a weird thing for you to open up in that way when talking about Kiki. Because it's still grief. If you've lost a pet, like, do you still find yourself crying, like, months later? 
410-583-1065. We have a text from Carmen from Hanover. Don't feel bad, Kramer. My dog passed five years ago, and I still cried depending on who I'm talking to about him. And it's sad because it really feels like you're losing a close family member. Another text right here from the 443. I had a ferret when I was a teenager. I'm in my late 30s now, and if I think about that ferret for very long, I will start crying. So maybe it is something that constantly will like tug at your heartstrings. Megan in Baltimore, what's going on? So I wanted to call about you losing Kiki, and I don't think it's abnormal for you to be so upset because you shared so many life experiences with Kiki. Right. So if you're just joining the show, Kramer was actually just sharing with us that he was crying in therapy over the weekend talking about Kiki that he lost back in February. Have you found yourself kind of like long-term grieving? Because again, I, uh, I literally, you know, again, I've had pets my whole entire life, and I, for some reason, I I can still bring myself to tears talking about the passing of Kiki, which was, you know, almost five months ago now. So I think that any time you find yourself needing someone to talk to, you'll think about, like, Kiki because she moved across the country with you. Kiki was your constant and your divorce and all of that. And I find myself thinking about not not just the pet, but any loss that you've had when you share life experiences with whether it's an animal or a person, Mm -hmm. if you have something that you want to share with someone and they're not there, you could... It does, maybe, maybe that's a good point too of like I because it was such a long not only long but intense period of time and in case you don't know yes yeah, she went through my divorce with me right she went through my job right. loss with me she went through COVID with me right she went across the, right. the move across the country to Maryland like there's so many different things that I guess I experienced with her that it was unique to it you know so I guess yeah. you're right it was a way more intense period of time maybe than other times in my life where it's brought us closer together Right. Lots of life changes were shared with her and no one else. Right. Absolutely. That's a really good point. I appreciate you calling with that. Yeah. 410-583-1065. Regina in Baltimore County. Uh, So does this sound familiar to you, too, when it comes to, like, grieving a pet? Yes. Actually, I'm an older woman, and I've had pets my whole life. Yeah. Like you have. Um, But my, our latest pet passed away, actually, this July 25th will be a year. So sorry to hear that. And we had him for 13 years. And I don't know what it is about, for some reason, this one just really hit me harder. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it has taken me, I mean, it's been, you know, what's going on a year and I still am not, I'm still... It's so hard for me. Yeah. Well, and I, that didn't happen. I mean, I grieved over my other pets, but this one, I don't, I don't know, maybe because we had this one a lot longer. Mm-hmm. You're right. What do, you, yeah, what do you think the difference is? I mean, can you, because I'm the same way. Like, again, I've had pets and they've passed away and for, and for multiple years too. But for some reason with Kiki, it just feels different. I know, and I and I've tried to figure that out too, and I, I haven't been able to. Yeah. Um, you know, but... It's been it's been really difficult, and I was, you know, I mean, I was I was it was terrible. I was a bad. <laughs> yeah, no, same. I get it. I can. Be, well, hey, listen. I, mean, I, I know it's not the easiest topic to talk about. But I appreciate you calling us and sharing that. Yeah. So don't. You're not alone because this has been a long term grieving thing for me. So it's it's okay. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You're not, you're not alone. Just so you know. 
Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to get the show daily. And if you think we've earned it, give us five stars. Hear Kramer and Jess live every morning on Mix 106.5 Baltimore. And check out the Kramer and Jess Uncensored podcast at KramerandJess.com.